Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's or on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. With that being said, we're going to get right into the show today. I have Kyle back from Your Behind Barbecue Birds and Bones. How are you doing today, Kyle? Good, man. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I uh, I think you're out of Phoenix, Arizona, and kicking butt out there, I believe. So that's pretty cool. How's it going in very, very warm Phoenix? Uh, it's actually very, very cold the past recently, but uh, it's going good, man. We're uh, we are probably weeks. We're about weeks away from opening. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of excitement going on right now. So give everyone a quick. A quick brief story of yourself. Not, I mean, we went into detail. If anyone wants the real deep and dirty, you can go to part one. I recommend everyone listen to that anyway. But give everyone a quick brief history of who you are, what you do, and what's led you to open your own restaurant. Yeah. Uh, my name's Kyle Matyszewski. Uh I'm basically, I'm a competition cook. Uh, it started off as a, you know, kind of a, a father and son, you know, hanging out doing barbecue contests. Uh, we traveled all over the country. Uh, we really got our name out there. Um, I came out with a, a seasoning line and, um, I have three flavors. I got an Arizona Cajun, I got a Chipotle mango, and I got a green chili bacon rub. Um, and that kind of snowballed. I did a, I had a food truck for a while, then that snowballed and now I bought a restaurant and I am weeks away from opening. So, Kyle, tell us about the, do you still have the food truck? Yes, I still have it. And is that what you use for competitions, or is it also to use for events? Explain that a little bit. Explain how the competitions work briefly also, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, um, so competitions, you know, they kind of work. They got, um, there's chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket is the categories. Um, You cook the food. You'll turn them into a in a styrofoam container, and you will turn those into certified barbecue judges. And when people think of barbecue contests, and you know, is there really any contests around? There's contests literally every weekend, and so uh, we got pretty good at doing that. And um, so yeah, we do that. I have a separate trailer for that. I call it. It's my little uh, long distance wagon. It's my uh, little competition trailer. It's got a semi full kitchen in it. Um, and then I have a whole food truck. Uh, it's a tra- It's a 40-foot trailer that I had built, and I put a full kitchen inside. Uh, there's a massive smoker on the back end of the trailer, so it's kind of like a porch trailer. Um, and, yeah, so I go to festivals and do events and catering. I do all the, you know, festivals, events, catering and stuff out of that trailer. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much me, man. What came first, the competition trailer or the 40-foot catering trailer? Uh, the competition trailer was first. That was my first, uh, you know, because we were setting up um, at barbecue contests. You got to get you get there on a Friday, and the uh, judges come around. There's two head judges that will come around. They inspect your meat. So we were set up in a uh, two 12 by 12 canopies. We had that for a couple of years. And, you know, for us to get out of the elements and everything, you know, we really wanted a trailer. So I bought a cargo trailer, you know, a trailer that you would probably put a car in or if you're moving, you get a big box trailer and kind of 
drive that across the country. So that's the kind of that's the kind of trailer I bought. And then I just slowly added, you know, tables and refrigerators and sinks and everything I need for competitions is in this trailer. And so it's really just a turn turnkey trailer. And how many people like when you go to a competition, how many people does it take to to put together a team? Like how many people do you need? Like what does your team look like? And then also like if you're doing an event, how many people does it take to then run a a catering trailer? Because I want to just give a comparison to the two because I want to just show how different it is for you um, in some cases. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So in competitions, um, there are, when you turn your food into the certified barbecue judges, um, there's a table of six people. So you have to at least put six pieces of food from the chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket inside of a box into a clamshell, and you turn it into these judges. Now, there's six judges that are going to be judging your food. So you have to really impress somebody with one bite of barbecue. So in reality, I cook about 12 pieces of chicken, chicken thighs. Um, I'll turn in six to 10 uh, bones of ribs. Uh, Pulled pork, you know, that's the pork category. I'll turn in a pulled pork enough for, you know, for six judges to sample. And for brisket, I will usually do six to 10 slices of brisket. And I will turn that in and, you know, that's for, you know, a serving for, you know, six individuals. Um, as far, and you know, I've had anybody from me, my dad and my brother, to uh, my dad and I, brother and a friend. And more recently it's been my dad and I, and then I also have a business partner too. And he, he is involved, you know, when we go to the competition. So basically it's just three of us and we're all friends, you know, hanging out, drinking, having a good time. It's real relaxed. Um, but for like catering or when I'm going to do special events, so we'll say we just got back from a special event. Um, so for special events, I'd like to see, you know, what kind of, uh, uh, what kind of event it is. The last one we just did was called uh, Boots in the Park, and it's a massive park, and there's massive, uh, there was two, uh, Dustin Lynch, it's a country guy, big headliner country singers that were playing there, so I knew there was going to be a lot of people. Um, so for an event like that, you know, I'm, I had, I've had probably eight people, yeah, about six to eight people. And, you know, everybody has a station. Somebody runs a cash register, taking the orders. Somebody's building the sandwiches. Somebody's watching the smokers. Somebody's refilling the sodas outside. Somebody's making nachos. So everybody really has a job. And, you know, it's more intense doing the, you know, the catering and the events like that compared to a competition. It's interesting because I I would thought it was the opposite because the pressure of competition but I almost feel like the day-to-day competition of trying to make sure you get business is probably more stressful than the competitions themselves because you want to try to get those um, individuals and customers back but also if you're at a big event like that you can make an impression on so many people so quickly correct correct you know I think social media plays a big game in that um because once I for sure sign up for the event, because, you know, there's vendor applications and then most events you have to get selected. And uh, if you get selected, then that's kind of when my uh, social media game steps up. I will start advertising. I will start advertising the event, getting all my followers engaged and come eat some food, you know, and I'll just do 
I'll just do a lot of social media posts bragging about it. But, you know, it, when it's a big headliner event, like the one we just did was, you know, I knew there was going to be a ton of people there, but, you know, I still wanted to get the word out like, Hey, we're going to be there. So, you know, if you're, if you're going, you know, you're hungry, come and stop by. So social media plays a big, big part in that. So let's talk about this. What skills do you think that make you a great leader and entrepreneur in the barbecue space? And what are the skills that are different from that that make you good at the event and catering? Because you're a very strong leader, Kyle, and you're a very strong entrepreneur. And we've talked about how strong of an athlete you are and that athlete mindset in life or what I would call warrior mindset in life and going and attacking things. So let's compare the two a little bit. Um, yeah, I think, you know, for, for doing that for, at a, uh, at an event, um, you can't really, you can't lose your cool and, you know, it's going to, there's frustrating times. It's going to be, it's always, you know, there's always something that gets frustrating. Um, but you know, other than that, you got to kind of just, you got to keep your cool and, um, yeah. And, you know, you just got to kind of be a leader and just go with the flow and, you know, just help people out, you know, give everybody a job. Everybody gets a job. So, you know, say let's nachos. I got a girl that runs the nachos. Say, okay, this is how we build our nachos. I train them. The girl I use now, she's, you know, she's pretty well in tuned on how to, uh, how to do this, but I usually train them and say, Hey, you know, no matter how many orders you got, it's all got to be the same. It's all got to taste the same, you know, and, and uh, just, you know, delegating the work, you know, that's also, that's also a big thing too. You can't just rely on you doing everything. Um, and another big thing for me too is organized. So, I mean, I make, it sounds weird, but you know, I get a pen and paper out and I will create a list of everything I need and everything I use. I'll put everything on the list and I will go through the list and I will load the trailer up. I'll make sure we have the meats, the smokers, the charcoal and stuff like that. So um, big thing, you know, is organized and just don't lose your cool. Just, you know, go have fun. Love it. So let's talk about getting into a restaurant. How did you then decide like, okay, you're, you're a competitor. Yeah. You're a trucker basically, even though it's a trailer, a food trucker for lack of a better term. And now you're becoming a raunch. You're an entrepreneur all the way, but now you're becoming a restaurateur. So how and why go into the restaurant space when you're having this success with catering and with the barbecue competitions? Yeah, you know, I I still ask myself that all the time, but uh, this is kind of where my passion is. And, you know, if, if you have a goal or, you know, you got a passion over something, like why not try to turn that into a business? And, you know, when I, this, the barbecue competition scene, I'm still in it, but, you know, it, 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 it was big and, it, you know, it costs a lot of money. And usually that's, that's where all my money went was into the competition. What I'm signing up for next, the expensive meats, I'm doing everything. And, uh, so then, you know, the food trailer got in and a lot of people are enjoying the food and we get so much compliments. I know a lot of people say that, but you know, people are, are just going crazy about, Oh man, you need a restaurant. When can I find you? When can I find you? And you know, a lot of the events I would sign up for all that money would just go to me doing competitions. So basically it was one of those, well, if you want to keep doing these contests, they cost, you know, anywhere from, from gas to food, to getting there, staying Stay in the night somewhere and back was probably anywhere from like a thousand to twelve hundred dollars and you know me competing three or four times a month i mean that's that racks up pretty quick so um 
So then, you know, the food truck thing started and I said, okay, all the money I make here after I pay my employees and everything, um, this needs to go to my barbecue, you know, my little barbecue craze that I got going. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, I've, I have a full-time job at the aerospace company here in Phoenix and I've been there for 16 years. So it'll be 17, actually 17 years. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it was just that time for me where it was like, at work, like I couldn't really concentrate and do my job because all I'm thinking about is barbecue. Like I'm thinking about the contest, what I should do different, you know, just in different stuff. I was thinking about catering jobs and all the stuff that I could get done, you know, without this. So I, you know, this rent and then the building kind of fell in our laps because I didn't want to rent. I wanted to own and this thing fell in our laps. And I said, you know what? I mean, you only live once and I don't want to be the guy that sits on the couch 10 years from now and says, damn, man, like what if, what if I did do that? Like, what, like, where would my life be right now if I did do that? So I, it was kind of like one of those, I didn't want to regret it. And, you know, you only live once. So I said, screw it. Let's, you know, let's do it. Let's, let's see what happens. I mean, how bad, I, I mean, what, what's the worst thing that could happen? So that's true. Yeah, so I, I jumped in, man. So I'm jumping in. I don't, I have zero restaurant experience. I have experience from my food trailer, but you know, that and the restaurant's completely different. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going all in, so I'm, I'm ready to see what happens and you know, who knows, we'll see what happens 10 years from now. So what does the menu look like for the food trailer and how is that translating into, uh, birds and bones? Well, it just depends. Uh, the event, the event I'm going to is how I will, uh, is how I'll adjust the menu. So, you know, say if, you know, just like demographics, pretty much, um, if I'm going to a real, you know, richy area, then I will bump my prices up and I will put, you know, say brisket on the menu or I'll throw ribs on the menu. Um, if I'm going to like a big national headlining event, let, like a concert, um, people are already spending a lot of money with tickets, beers, stuff like that. And, um, for food. So my prices will go up. Um, but, and then, you know, there's, there's little carnivals and festivals that I do that are in a lower, you know, lower demographic, not making so much money there that, you know, I'll lower the prices and I'll make, you know, pulled pork sandwiches. I'll make chopped chicken sandwiches. They're all smoked. Um, and you know, barbecue nachos, I'll, you know, so that's, I, I kind of look at the demographics on where I'm going or where the event is. Um, as far as for the restaurant, it's going to be pretty much the same, but you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have, you know, there's barbecue rest, there's barbecue everywhere. And, you know, you always get those guys that say, you know, Hey, I'm from Texas. I know good barbecue and blah, 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 blah. That's fine. But for my restaurant, I'm doing something different. I'm going to be doing chicken wings and ribs. It's called birds and bones. So I'm really concentrating on doing chi- smoke fried chicken wings and smoked ribs. And of course, I'm going to have pulled pork sandwiches. I'm going to have some trash can nachos that come out of a big tin that I pour on the, on the counter when people order. Uh, I'm going to do like a lot of cool things, man. So every day there will be, every day there'll be a special because I always, you know, being in the competition life, I'm always trying to think outside the box. So there's going to be really different types of stuff that'll be on the menu in and out, you know, probably every other day or however I, however I figure out I'm going to adjust it. But, Basically, you know, to start out, you know, it's going to be the ribs, wings, the sandwiches, and a whole shitload of sides, and uh, 
you know, a bunch of appetizers and stuff. So, you know, every, every day is going to be different. I'm going to have some kind of creative something on the menu every day. Well, I like this a lot and like sauces and stuff and, and the sauces you use or the rubs you use, you mentioned you've created a lot of them yourselves or a lot of those carrying over the restaurant and what, will you repeat the rubs again? You, you talked about at the beginning and we also talk about like sauces and stuff you're using or anything like that, that you're starting to add into your repertoire for lack of a better term. Yeah. So, I mean, I've created, um, during the, you know, the competition scene, I, I really wanted to come out with a product. I really wanted something that I could put my name on or my name behind that, you know, people, um, people would thoroughly enjoy it. And I do a lot of cooking classes and I do a lot of stuff out here. And so, um, I came out, my first product was a green chili bacon rub. So, when you go into like a barbecue store or you go in down the spice aisle or you're going to like some kind of store that's got a bunch of barbecue seasonings, you could go through there and you just get kind of lost. I mean, there's thousands of chicken rubs. There's thousands of pork rubs, beef rubs, steak rubs. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. And I think people get really lost in when they're looking down the aisle about oh, what that, what should I try? Oh, I think I've seen this before. Um, so I created something different, you know, the green chili bacon rub. Um, it's just something that kind of stands out and people kind of look at it like, what the hell green chili? And you know, the, the, and the label's real flashy. They'll grab it. They'll start looking at it. And, uh, yeah, so I got that rub. We got a chipotle mango rub. That's completely different. You know, nobody has a chipotle mango rub. And then we also have an Arizona Cajun rub, which is, you know, Arizona spices with some, with the, with the little Cajun in it. So, um, those those seasonings will be you know will be used in the restaurant and we will be highlighting those. Um, as far as you know sauces and stuff, I have a house like just a plain Jane house barbecue sauce that we'll be using in the restaurant. I also have like four or five different sauces we're going to be using barbecue sauce wise that I will be getting bottled and we will also you know be selling those as well. Um, those will all be used in the restaurant wing sauces. We got about six different ones. Um, they're not bottled yet, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, we're going to be using our products in the restaurant and we're going to, you know, we'll see what happens. And I think it's going to be, you know, it's just going to be so different that people can buy a green chili bacon, green chili bacon rib or a bacon wrapped rib and, you know, like a, a Cajun rib. And then they're going to, we're going to have mango ribs, wings. We're going to have all that. So, yeah. So, we will be using our stuff in the restaurant. So, I like this a little bit. I mean, just so I can start giving perspective here. We're talking about, like, ribs with different sauces similar to you would go to a wing place and have different sauces for your wings. So, you're doing that with the wings, but you're also doing it for your ribs, which is sort of a unique concept, correct? Yes. Correct. Yes. Staying different. We want to stay different. We don't want to be compared to a, you know, to a, a normal barbecue restaurant that some guy went to in Texas is like, ah, that barbecue place is okay. We want to be, we want to be different. Like where, you know, you can't really go to a place, wings and ribs, where can you get that at? You know? So we kind of want to focus on that and, you know, see what we can do and just be different than everybody else out there. So that being said, like how, how do you go to market with this? How are you thinking that you're going to attract people? How are you using social media? Because this is not your competition team. This is not the podcast that you're also working on, which I want to mention that I believe you have launched that podcast. And I want to talk about that a little bit. 
Yes, sir. And you've also done the trailer, but now you're also talking about the restaurant. So, um, anyway, how are you going to like market this? How are you planning on bringing like the ribs to market? Because you're not mobile. Um, it's yeah. different than competing. Like, how do you get people in to try a new concept like this? Because I think it's going to be huge, but it's getting the people in there to try if that's going to make the difference. How are you, how are you planning on doing that? So, you know, another thing, um, you know, why this restaurant kind of fell in our lap is it's a, it's a small town. It's in Florence, Arizona. It's about 45 minutes east of Phoenix, of downtown Phoenix. So it's a small little country town. Um, they have a main street historic area where they're trying to revive and they're trying to, you know, come back to life and everything. And down and down in Florence, they only have four, they have four restaurants there. Three of them are Mexican food and one of them is Chinese food. So I have jumped on, you know, the social media, uh, they, uh, what is, they have a town of Florence group, which there's probably 40 or 50,000 people that are in this group on Facebook. And, you know, they talk about lost dogs and then they talk, you know, I need a landscaper and then, Hey, I had food at this Mexican food place, blah, 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 blah. So I put out there, you know, that we are going to be the new owners of this building. And, you know, a lot of people comment. I mean, there was 996 likes and, and 870 comments of people talking about how pumped they are about different food. And they don't have to drive 30 minutes out of the way wow. to, to go somewhere and eat in another town. So a lot of people, you know, we got the buzz going and, you know, I, I drop little hints and stuff on there about us coming to town and then I'll drop little bios, you know, championship pit master coming to town and, you know, just I'll, I'll drop little stuff like that. And people are really digging it. Um, they have an event called uh, Third Fridays. So every third Friday of the month when the weather allows it, um, they hold an event. They shut down downtown Main Street. And they put on a festival. They put, you know, they got a little band playing. They got, you know, they all kinds of people, vendors and different stuff out there. So we went out there and I set up the trailer in front of the restaurant. And then I advertised the week before. And I said, hey, we're doing a pop-up. We are going to be at, you know, we are going to be at um, the third Fridays. We're going to be set up in front of the restaurant. Come check us out. And, you know, the event was only, I think it was from six to nine. So only three hours. So as I was setting up and preparing and getting things ready, you know, the windows closed on the trailer and I kind of walk outside and go out in front of the trailer in front of the restaurant. And there's a line of 15 people sitting there waiting. And I was like, uh, Hey, you know, I didn't know what was going wow, on. So I kind of, wow, wow. I said, Hey guys, you know, uh, and they're like, yeah, we're, we're here to eat. And I was like, well, you know, we're not open. We're not going to be open yet. The health department was coming to town and they were, uh, they were coming to inspect our trailer to make sure, you know, everything's good. It's a normal protocol for them. So I was like, look, I can't open until, you know, these guys check us like, no, no, no problem. We're waiting. We're all waiting in line. I'm like, all right. Health inspector shows up. Everything's good. He passes us. I open the door, man. And we, so, so we cooked, we cooked 18 pork butts and a pork butt probably feeds, uh, about, about 10, about 10 to 15 people, because I make pretty big sandwiches. So a whole pork butt, about 10 to 15 sandwiches. So it was, it was, it was 15 of those. I made 30 racks of ribs. 
and I had my green chili bacon mac and cheese, and then I had coleslaw. We sold out in 45 minutes. Are so, you kidding me? You know, the event was still going on. People That's are coming crazy. by the trailer like, hey, we're here to eat. And I'm like, you guys wiped, you guys totally wiped us out. Like, we That's sold beyond. out of food in 45 minutes. Holy crap. Like, yeah, so, so, like, and that's just, just a teaser, right? This is just your, this is just you're priming teaser. the this audience. Is, yeah, we're priming them up. We're just making sure, you know, we're just, you know, little pop-ups. We're doing little pop-ups, kind of showcasing a little bit. I didn't want to show them everything, but I'm showing them just a little bit of what kind of food we had. Just a little bit. I wanted to do ribs and pulled pork sandwiches. And those guys wiped me out. So, yeah, so... Staying big on social media, constantly, you know, kind of giving little updates, not too much information, just little updates to get the buzz going. Um, but, you know, I got a ton of comments of comments about, uh, you know, how great the food was and stuff. And then, you know, of course, there's the people that were bitching because, you know, we didn't have enough food and you guys, you know, we sold out so early and blah, blah, blah. But so it's kind of creating a buzz. People are reading this and they're like, damn, their food must be that good. Like, I you know, and they're they're putting it on the calendar, and they're waiting, and they're waiting for us to open. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, the good. The cool thing about this, it's not like you're in a downtown Phoenix or a downtown, you know, Los Angeles, where you're fighting with all these other different uh, restaurants. They, I mean, they got three Mexican food places and one Chinese food place, and you know, people in t- are tired of eating that. I mean, they want to. They want to, you know, they want to get off work, take their family out to dinner, and they can come to Birds and Bones, you know? I'm very impressed. I just, I'm, I'm like taking a second because I'm very impressed with the trans, the transformation almost, the um, the growth, the trajectory change, the, the building of businesses that in and of themselves become more the, just the catering, uh, the podcasts. Yeah the competition team I mean it's like if with a restaurant behind you it's needless to say you could have two competition teams you could you could actually sponsor two teams and like doing something that's different than anyone else has done before particularly in this space so um the ribs the with the chicken wings and those concepts and the parallel there that's never been done before on the rib side that I know of with someone that has the skill set that you have let's put it that way and um, I'm just curious, like, what, how do you manifest? I don't ask these things a lot on the podcast because I'm starting to get into the, the hokey pokey stuff a little bit more. But, like, yeah. when you're thinking about this and you're laying in bed or you're doing whatever you're doing, like, or maybe it's when you're cooking or in the competition that you're manifesting, like, when does that happen for you? I know everyone's like, oh, it's the shower. But it's like, come on. And, um... And, but it's for me it's I manifest a lot particularly when I'm driving um, or right. that I'm moving or I'm mowing a lawn or something like that's my manifestation moment or walking um, so I don't know when is it for you and like what does that look like what does the future look like when you're manifesting right now well you know for me I would say when I'm driving as well I get up I get up super early uh, I gotta be I, I start work at 3 a.m. So I'm up early. I'm, you know, I jump in the truck, I'll throw a podcast on or I'll throw something on and I'm, you know, it's pretty much all highway straight to work. And, uh, that's kind of when I do a lot of my thinking, man, is like, I'll sit there and I'll just think about, you know, everything that's going on, what I got to get done for the week and just, you know, like the future and stuff. 
it's like one of those it's like one of those daydream drives that like you pull into work or you pull into your destination you're like damn like did i just get here like what the hell like you know and it's just me thinking you know i'm just in a rhythm um i'd say so for sure me when i'm driving going to work to and from work um and also you know right before bed you know like laying in bed getting ready to go to sleep and you know just kind of putting all my thoughts putting everything together um that's you know those are my two basic 100 percent you know, driving and then right before I go to bed. I mean, you've basically built three business units, building your fourth business unit and working a full-time job. Like, how have you managed this? Like, what is that like to manage your time and how do you do it? Like, because that is a lot and I don't think most humans um, could do it with the skill, but it is a skill. So how do you, how'd you gain the skill one and how, are you utilizing it in a way like how are you managing all of it? You know, I don't. I, I coming up with the skill. I mean, I don't. I don't really know how <laughs> I cut this all kind of snowballed into a thing. I'm one of those guys that like when I get a vision, I'm like, damn, like that would be cool to try or that would be cool to do. Is you know, I I don't half-ass anything. I if I'm gonna jump into something, I'm doing it big time. I'm jumping in. I'm doing it. Um, so you know, I don't. You know, it's. It was tough, man, because, you know, like what really started when it really everything really started to come together was, you know, I know COVID sucked for a lot of people, but, you know, COVID wasn't that bad for the whole COVID area. wasn't that bad for me because um, the, I, my, my job wanted me to get 40 hours and done. There was no overtime. There was no, you know, whatever. You get your 40, you're done. So really Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm working 12, 13-hour days, and I'd be at 40 by, you know, Thursday at, Uh, about eight eight or nine o'clock in the morning and then I got Friday Saturday Sunday and uh, I'm not married I'm single uh, no kids nothing like that and um, that's kind of how everything really started for me I mean how I manage all this I mean I'm a big note taker I take lots of notes and just you know I I write everything down you know that I need to get done for the week Um, I like to have Fridays to kind of just be me just have my time um, but it doesn't really pull in like that. You know, I'm, there's always something I got to do. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I'm, I get asked that all the time, you know, especially from guys at work, they're like, dude, how do you do all this? And I'm like, you know, I just, I kind of just put my time, you know, I guess not being married and stuff like that kind of helps, but, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I use my time wisely, man. I really, I really, I really just try to use my time wisely. I mean, I don't really have a good answer for that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I could just, I'm very, I'm very organized on taking notes and just organizing stuff that I have to do and I, stuff I have to get done. I think a lot of humans don't realize how much time they waste staring at themselves in like a bathroom mirror or in the bathroom or watching TV or you name it, a thousand weird things we do that we don't really need to do. And that's really where yeah. the time stacks up. You can like, find multiple days within one day just by getting rid of nonsense like really brushing your teeth for like the amount of time it says for each little section of your teeth you know and follow that like it's way faster than sitting there just like mindlessly doing your tooth brushing and probably more effective and so it's just for me it was like narrowing down those things and and same for me right now it's like I almost am so good and efficient with my time and I'm very choosy in how I spend it. Could I do more? Could I do more social media? Could I do more of this? 
but I'm very focused on the things that need my time right now and need to grow in order for that social media to support what needs to happen. And I think that's part of it also. Like my mind is able to prioritize like within what I have to do and know what order it needs to be done in. So I don't overwhelm myself with everything. Like in Kyle's case, like most people get overwhelmed by a restaurant because they have the other three things doing and they're worried about going to work even with or without a family or kids. And I think the reality is, is you can only take one day at a time. What can I do today to move forward? Yeah. And it's usually a small task and it's not a lot, but because he writes it down in this case, in your case, Kyle, you're probably easier to get those small tasks done. And whether everyone else is frozen and not moving a single task forward, even the slightest movement forward stacks up to something greater as well. Football shows anyone moving the football down the field, but yeah, it's that type of thing. You know, it's little gains that really matter. So what, what is your inspiration? Uh, what keeps you going? What do you, what are you hoping that this brings to the world? Um, in the long run, man, you know, I don't, I, you know, a lot, I, I get that asked a lot. Like, what's my inspiration? Um, you know, I, I, it sounds cheesy, but, you know, uh, there's always those, you know, social media, you know, film or not films. There's those social media little videos or little little sayings that says, you know, chase your dream, follow your dream, do this, do that. Um, so really my motivation is just kind of, you know, I, I'm, I'm chasing the dream, I guess. I mean, I'm started from the, you know, just like Drake says, started from the bottom. Now I'm here. I mean, I'm going to, I, I want to keep going. I mean, I, um, you know, I don't, I don't really know what my motivation is. You know, I got a, I got a supporting family, my brother, sister, my dad, you know, those guys support me with everything that I do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's good to have, you know, like a good support staff around you too. I mean, I have, I got some competition buddies that literally I'd probably consider family that, you know, that we, we all kind of help and we, we motivate each other. Like, Hey man, like, you know, you can do better at this, do better at that. Like, uh, what, you know, quit, you know, say if it's like Netflix, like, Oh, I want to get, I want to get an episode in, or I want to get, I want to, you know, watch this movie real quick. It's like, like, you know, maybe try cutting that out. I mean, no, you don't got to be, you know, a hermit and not do anything, but you know, there's just, there's just little things that like having a good support system and, and, you know, having people that you can kind of lean on, you know, that to help motivate you like, Hey man, you know, you really got to do this or you got to do that. And, you know, like for the rubs, you know, I got a room right now full of rubs. I just got my full shipment in and I look at it and my motivation is I got to get this sold. Money's just sitting here. So, you know, the motivation for that is, you know, we got to get social media posts. We got to get some videos. We got to get some reels going. We got to get YouTube. We got to get, you know, just different stuff going just kind of motivates me. I, I, I would say so good support staff and, you know, just, you know, having buddies, people that are in your position or want to be in your position that you can kind of lean on to help motivate you. How are you picking your team for your new restaurant? I mean, because you're in a new location. Is some of your team members coming over from catering or you're having to build a whole new team there um, in Florence? Um, Well, so for the staff, um, my plan right now is I want to be open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I have have a business partner of mine who has a – he's a brother to me. Um, he's got a, he's got a huge family. He's got, he's got a young daughter and her friends, um, that want to work, you know, during the summertime or on weekends, they want to work, they want to earn some money. 
Um, the staff from the catering or from my uh, from the catering and the food truck, uh, they'll be there too to help. Um, but you know, they all got full time jobs and they kind of do this, do the catering and the other stuff with me um, to make some extra cash. So um, right now it's going to be me. It's going to be me full time. I'm gonna I'm gonna hire two people full time to help me. And, you know, and then it's, it's going to be family in and out to help me. And once I get the ball rolling and everything, and, um, and it's, it's going to be a very, it's going to be a fun environment, a cool place to kind of hang out. And, you know, people want to go and like have a beer at, have some wings, hang out with their friends. And I'm, I'm hoping, you know, people are going to see, well, this is like a really cool place. This seems like a, this would be a fun place to work. And I hopefully get applications that way too. And, you know, I don't want a big staff, but I also want a staff that, you know, I'm, that I, you know, I can swap in and out or, Hey, I got a catering gig. I need you to go jump on and somebody I could rely on to be like, Hey, you know, I'm going to need you to start running the catering department, you know, and stuff like that. So I think it's all going to eventually work out, but you know, as of right now, it's going to be, it's going to be some friends, it's going to be family and it's going to be, you know, some of my, uh, some of my catering staff. Very cool, Kyle. So if there's anything you could, say to anyone or motivate anyone that's trying to figure this out what would it be like i'd say do it get get off your ass and do it i mean it's quit you know i I, i've got buddies that you know say ah man i really i really want to do this i really well what's stopping you what what, what's really stopping you like no you're okay you don't say say you you want to open a restaurant like okay cool but you know you gotta you gotta start somewhere you gotta start from the bottom start start catering start a start a catering service, start, you know, use, create an Instagram, create a Facebook, get all your friends to like it, get all your friends to help share the, you know, Hey, I'm catering. I make uh, I make uh, Philly cheesesteaks, start, cater, you know, start catering, start offering, you know, when I first started out and I kind of wanted to get into this catering thing, I, I found, I got on Google and I found the most, the people that order the most catered or people that order the most food for catering. Her businesses. And the first thing that popped up was churches. So what I did, I emailed every church in the state of Arizona about catering services. Now there must've been, uh, there must've been three, 400 emails sent. You know, I, I created a nice little email on the, on a word document explaining who I am, what I do and my catering services and the type of food, blah, blah, blah. Out of the, I'm guessing I'm, about out of the 400 emails, I got two replies from people. And one of the, one of the churches is still a customer of mine today. So what I would tell people is you got, you got to start somewhere, man. You got to get off the couch, get off TikTok, get off. You need to do something. You need to, you need to If you really want to do this, you really want to chase your dream. You got to get up and do it. You got to just start, just start somewhere and it'll all fall in your lap. Just, you got to start a lot of hard work sleepless nights, all the stuff like that, you know, like they normally, like they all say, but you know, it's, it's reality. It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, but you know what, if you, if it's your passion, it's your dream, go for it. I agree with you 100%. And if you don't, you're going to regret it or ultimately eats away at you for sure. And you know, the best, the best quote I have is, you know, if this is something you want to do, like, do you really want to sit on your couch 10 years from now? And think, wow, you know, what if I did start that Philly cheesesteak company? Or what if I did start that makeup company? Or, you know, what if I did really try to do this? Like, what would have happened? I mean, do you really want to, 
Me personally, I don't want to live there. I don't want to sit there and say that. I want to, I want to do everything I can so I can, you know, if I'm on my deathbed or 10 years from now, whatever the case may be, I can sit there and be like, I chased all that. I did all of that. I agree with you. Let's talk about this real quick, if you don't mind, and this will be my last question, is you've obviously got some financial savvy going on, um, savviness, however we want to call it, like intelligence, and um, because you're compounding it into your business, like always, can you talk to me about how you reinvest the money or what your philosophy is on that? Because we don't talk about it as entrepreneurs, but you're doing a really good job because you're having growth and you're buying the actual restaurant you're owning and stuff like that. So talk to me about sort of your mindset on this. On, well, you know, for instance, the rubs, um, you know, it's the kind of the same thing. Uh, I was pushing the rubs and, you know, I'd be making money, making money off the rubs. And I'm constantly, I'm constantly, because I have a full-time job. So that, that pays my bills. That pays everything I need to do. The, the rubs, for instance, that money, I, I put it right back into the restaurant or right back into the, the rub company. So I'll, with the, with the money that I get from that, I will start creating more rubs. I got six more flavors that I'm messing with right now that I'm cooking with. Um, so that helps pay for that. You know, that helps pay for, you know, T-shirts, advertising, um, you know, and just little stuff like that. Stickers, you know, kids love stickers. So I always add a sticker to the rub, you know, when people order, um, and, you know, and stuff like that, uh, for the restaurant, you know, I, uh, you know, I had to go get a loan out because I was, you know, as I was looking for restaurants, everything in Phoenix that I wanted to, you know, cause I wanted to own, I don't want to pay rent. Everything. If you want to own was a million dollars, was a million plus. So when I sat down with the bank, they kind of look at me, you know, like I'm an idiot, like, Hey man, like, a million dollar loan, you have to have $675,000 in liquid assets. And I was like, well, I don't have that. So, you know, they're not giving me a million dollar loan. So then I looked at the rent, play, the rent, you know, the um, rent in a building. And, you know, that was eight to eight to $15,000 a month. And, and I honestly, I don't think I could sleep at night knowing that I owe somebody eight to $15,000 a month. So, you know, this place kind of fell in my lap, like I've been saying, and, uh, you know, it was cheaper than a house it was to buy the, to buy the, uh, to buy the building. So, um, I bought the building. I got a mortgage payment that now is, you know, the restaurant payment. And so I am, yeah. So any money that I make off the restaurant or anything like that, I'm dumping it all back into the restaurant. Hopefully it's enough. I could buy another building. I can do enough, you know, and start franchising these things out. I mean, I got big plans for this. So, um, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of when I look, I got an accountant. She's very cool. She, she helps me with every, everything I need questions, helps me, you know, what I need to be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. If I can buy this, if I can buy that, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but yeah, other than that, man, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. Very cool. Thank you, Kyle, for joining us today and doing a part two. I really appreciate it and I appreciate your knowledge a lot. Um, will you tell everyone where they can find you online and what your social media is? Yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I love joining, jumping in on podcasts and kind of speaking speaking me. Um, yeah, you can find me on all social media, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. It's Your Behind BBQ. Um, the restaurant has a TikTok, or not a TikTok, has an Instagram, and that's Birds and Bones, but I'm not really pushing that yet, you know, not until 
not until a later date, but you can find me there. Um, also, we have I have a podcast. It's called Don't Drop the Tongs. It's it's a lot of barbecue talk, entrepreneurial talk, you know, uh, just everyday life, you know. Um, and yeah, that's and you know, come out if you're out in Arizona, if you're planning on coming to Arizona, come on out and try Birds and Bones. Love it. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for sharing the episodes and giving the comments. It helps the entrepreneurs. It obviously helps the episodes get out there as well um, and have their story told and helps future entrepreneurs. So I appreciate all that. That's why we do it. That's our mission of doing this podcast is to spread stories so entrepreneurs out there don't know, so they know they're not alone and they have a place to go or entrepreneurs to reach out to or listen to on the podcast that may have something similar going on or ask for advice to. The entrepreneurs that come on just like Kyle are very open. He's even talking about his stuff on his own podcast in the barbecue space. So I think that that's really, really cool. And I think that there's more and more information getting out there and that's what it is if you guys want to do stuff there's plenty of knowledge out there just get started as kyle said and there's a plethora of information to tap into and mentors via podcasts or via life that can help you out with these things so thank you guys for listening in if you want to find us on instagram we're at justin the food entrepreneurs if you want to find me personally it's at justin bizarro b-i-double-z-a-double-r-o and if you want to find us and listen to us, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. And we're out.